I'm Kate Daniels. Elaine Park, the author and designer of The Twelve Habits of Unity, is here to help us celebrate the month of June. Elaine Park, it's so wonderful to connect once again with you as we start the month of June now. Yes, nice to be with you again, Kate, and I'm looking forward to heading into June, which is the month to reach higher, dream, be adventurous, and the color for June is jolt orange. So, you know, wear your brightest orange and be proud of who you are and reach higher during the month of June. So orange itself is just not going to be sufficient. You have to have just a real zap of it, bolt orange. Exactly. It's called jolt orange. Exactly. That's exactly right. The idea, I mean, I, I do love the way, you know, the whole 12 months have come together in a way that each month has a color. And the colors for the month all really do a nice job of being reflective of what the, of what the habit for the month is. But, but June is particularly on point because... You know, Joel Orange, you just can't miss it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, uh, and maybe that's a great thing because June symbolizes so many things. One of the things, of course, is it's summertime. And so when you think about orange, you know, there's something that's just really invigorating about that, which is what summer is. Yes, exactly. And that's why I think... um, but as you recall from our early sessions, I had the vision about the fact that each month could become a single value, a single theme, a single habit. But it wasn't, it was a group of, a community group of people in a little town of Somerset, Pennsylvania, near where I worked at the time, who actually spent almost a year deciding which theme was what. So it was a group effort from a group representing almost every aspect of a community. And they had the same thoughts that you did, Kate. You know, they looked at, so what should we make June? Well, you know, it's the end of the school year, and you're heading into summer, and, you know, you're just looking for change, and you've come out of the winter months and the spring, and the spring has just showed you what what change and reaching higher is all about. You know, everything that's green or everything that was dull and had Nothing going on is suddenly full of vibrant colors. So why not make June the month to reach higher, to be adventurous? Um, I'll tell you a little story. June, originally, you know, 30 years ago when this first began, the month was called, we, we named the month Jump Out of a Rut, okay? Mm. Which, has, which is an idiom for the idea of improving yourself and being adventurous. Maybe 10 years ago, we were in one of the high schools we did in Pennsylvania, and we did a sort of a focus group among the teenagers. And we got to June, and then, like, they did not recognize Jump Out of a Rut. The reason is, Kate, and this is such a cute story, Jump Out of a Rut is an idiom that goes back to our horse and buggy days, you know, when the rims of the wagon trays and the rims of the buggies and stuff would get stuck in a rut. None of the months, for 30 years, all 12 months, have stood the test of time. Everyone has, you know, fully understand and bought into it, and I've never had anyone disagree with any of them. 
But June is one of the months where we did change the wording. At first, we changed it to Be Adventurous, and for a while, it was Be Adventurous. But before I wrote this book, I happened to come across the phrase, Reach Higher. And to me, that was an even better way of expressing what I wanted June to mean than Be Adventurous. That includes being adventurous, but it also means purposely being adventurous. I love it because regardless of where we are, we reach higher. We get to that place, we can still reach higher. I really love how it is more definitive about that. Exactly. As your audience now knows, you know, the book has a minute a day, half a page or a minute to read each day, which is all, each of the readings is just a little different insight on the theme of the month. So in June, my favorite is the reading for June 4th. It says, it's so easy just to keep life the way it is. And it says, does this daily schedule sound familiar? Now, look, I want your audience to listen, okay? Now, they may have a slightly different version of this, but is their life like this? 6 a.m., alarm rings. 6.15 a.m., alarm rings again. 6.30 a.m., hit the shower. 7 a.m., feed the kids and get them off to school. 8 a.m., leave for work. 9 to 12, work. 12 to 1, lunch. 1 to 5, work. 6 p.m., dinner. 8 o'clock, put the kids to bed. 10 o'clock, fall asleep while watching TV. So how many of us have their own version of a day like that? I think most of us. If you have attention deficit, as I do, it's a little easier not to have that kind of day. (laughs) But I think this addressing that about daily life and encouraging people who lead a routine life to look at ways where they can enhance and enrich the minutes of their lives and their days and have more enjoyment and more pleasure out of what what's going on in their lives and in their work and whatever. And I think that's the main gist of what I hope your audience will get out of this chapter or this month in the book. Well, there's so much to inspire. Reaching higher is whatever it could possibly be in our own lives. It's There probably are no two things alike because we're such individuals. And that's why dreams are such a big part of June, too, is that we're going to dream about possibilities and potential in our life rather than staying in these doldrums. Exactly. It's asking the reader or the audience to open their heart just for a minute and look at what might be in their heart as something they want to do. As I just told you recently, you know, I'm I'm 80 years old myself, and one of my friends who's even older than I am, I mean, she belly dances. (laughs) That's beautiful. You know, there's just no end to what you can do. You might have a routine job, but I met a woman who had a, a job at Walmart, and she'd worked her way up, and she was a supervisor, and and was making good money, and was really a very good job for her, but she had run into a person over her who had sort of either didn't like her or had singled her out and was, you know, treating her badly, and I mean, she was about ready to quit a job that she probably couldn't have matched the salary, you know, in another position, you know, for quite some time, and, you know, we talked it through, and I got her to think about the fact that, you know, this person that was causing her a problem was a single event and that I started to get her to talk about what she liked about. I said, well, do you still enjoy working with the people you work with on your shift? Well, yeah, I do. 
And, you know, I talked about the things, asked her all about the things you still enjoy. And pretty soon I got her to focus on remaining content and jumping out of the rut or reaching higher than the problem of the supervisor that was giving her an issue. This is a way to reach higher, reach higher to the parts of the job that she does like and focus on that while she got through it. And just last week she called me and sure enough, the person had been giving her problems moved on. The dynamics of her job improved considerably and all because she reached higher and looked above the person that was causing their problems to the good things that could make her life better, could make the day on the job better, could keep herself happy while she was getting through it. And that is the thing, where we put that focus. One of my favorite quotes is, what we resist persists. So by taking... There you go. You take yeah. your attention away from that place. It's uh, like, yeah, I know you're there, but I'm just going to ignore it and go where we want to go. And it's amazing how things do work out. Interestingly enough, I was in a conversation with a gentleman that I'm now working on a webinar. As you know, everyone is distressed, well, about how much division there is in the United States, but it's going beyond just division and separation. It's getting into violence and terrorism and murder. It's becoming very, very bad. And I was explaining that one of the benefits of all of us coming together in the practice of these 12 habits is that every single one of these habits is a reach above the separation. In other words, not one of the 12 habits has two sides to it. There's not a group of people that agree with being grateful and another group of people that don't agree. Mm-hmm. There's probably not a group of people that agree with reaching higher and people who don't agree with reaching higher. There are many people that might not be exhibiting it in their lives to the degree that they would like. But somewhere deep inside, you know, they want the happiest life, the most fulfilled life, the most adventurous life. They want to have fun and enjoyment in life and not with things like drugs. I mean, you get enjoyment out of love and family and camaraderie and community. And, you know, these are all the healthy ways to rise above the issues. So that's what's unique about the 12 Habits. They are, as a group, a collective way to reach higher above the division that's going on in this country. Yes, and to really see, we can think things differently. We have different goals, but good goals, they're not going to thwart another person. We're going to be able to move forward together. We don't have to do it the same way, but we have to look at the value of human life and the value of nurturing our planet rather than looking at all the destruction. Exactly. In other words, we can unify around our values, but we don't have to be told how to express them. Mm -hmm. I mean, no two households ever. There's as many ways to celebrate Memorial Day weekend as there are households and families in America. Yes. They're all celebrating the same thing, but it's unity without uniformity. The habits give the individuals the suggestion for a unified theme, but not that we have to be uniform in how we act them out. Everyone can do each of the months completely with their individuality, their creativity, their own input, write stories, poems, 
I know I've mentioned on programs before about one of my favorites really is the dental offices that have put the habits over the dental chairs. <laughs> I just talk about a captive audience. Probably dentists have the most captive audience in any profession on the planet, captive and awake. <laughs> Elaine, you've told us before that you're in your 80th year. I think that speaks volumes about your vision and what you desire to do that a number has nothing to do with it. Our life is really about reaching higher, constantly moving forward and upward to accomplish good things, to make a great world, to make a world of difference. And I think you're just such a great model of that, Elaine. Well, I appreciate that, Kate. I've been working on it for 30 years, and I must say to you and to your audience, the best way to demonstrate that being appreciated is that, you know, please get on this. Start with me. What could it hurt? I mean, I call this a great experiment, although I have proof that it works. Imagine if someone in your audience lived in one of the communities where this is, this is going on. And, and in a couple of years' time, three-quarters of the people in the community reported they felt more unity and connectedness as they moved around the community. So I have proof already, and I'm suggesting to your audience, if you don't want to go to Amazon or wherever you can, it's on Amazon, but all the, and buy the book, The Habits of Unity, then go to our website, The 12 Habits for All of Us. And there, you can see what the 12 habits are. You know, load them down, stick them up on your wall, and say, every day I'm going to do something to remind myself, this is June, to reach higher today. You know, do something that I might not otherwise have done. As I mentioned, some of the suggestions in the book, sign up for a course that you've always wanted to take. Or one of the suggestions in June in the book is find a tree and climb it. I mean, how many people in your audience have actually climbed a tree recently? Look at life from a higher perspective. And there is a key looking at life from a different perspective. So maybe you can't climb a tree, but you know, right. go up to a, a plateau. That idea of being able to see something from a different perspective is, again, something that is so beneficial and important for us in terms of reaching higher, in terms of right. really creating a better place. Absolutely. That's easy for me because I live in West Virginia. So believe me, there are plenty of high and low places in West Virginia. It's a very mountainous state. Mm-hmm really is beautiful. You can't hardly go 100 yards without being at a different elevation. So that's easy to do where I live. And truly, where we live here in western Washington, it's also very hilly. And so just very, yes, and very easy then to get a different perspective. And it just, again, makes such a difference to gaining understanding and realizing you know, people do see things from a different angle, so it's going to be different. Not wrong, just different. Well, you know, that's a really good point, Kate, because the idea of you as an individual climbing a tree or getting to another elevation and looking at life from a different perspective is, you know, also underlies the problem for the degree of division in our country because we're forgetting that as individuals, other people are looking at life from a different perspective than you. And I think we've reached a point where too many of us are expecting 
or demanding that the rest of us look at life from their perspective. And if everybody demanded that everybody else looked at life from their perspective, we wouldn't be able to even have a country. I've read some op-eds lately that say that the United States is becoming ungovernable because the individualism and people's adherence to my, you know, I ought to be able to do blah, 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 have become so overwhelming. They're overwhelming. Any efforts to compromise and to come together and build a strong democracy. I mean, a strong democracy needs people to compromise and come together and to rise above the issues, which, again, is what the 12 habits do. The 12 habits are above issues. So far, not in 30 years, have I ever heard anyone tell me they don't agree with any one of the 12 habits. And compromise is not negative or a bad thing. We discuss, that's it, being able to discuss and come then to basically a new elevation, a new place that is the combination of the different viewpoints that theoretically is a better place because it's more unified too. Exactly. It becomes synchronicity in which, you know, the ultimate outcome is better than either side had before. Yes. On June 15th in the book, I sort of list some easy ways, and maybe your audience will relate to this. So I say it's halfway through June. Here are some quick and easy reach higher ideas. And these are simple. Read a book to your child. Ride a bike trail. Visit a historical site. Learn to play a new sport. Practice a random act of kindness. Plan a vacation. Plan a date with your spouse or partner. Volunteer to work a few hours for a local charity. Send a thinking of you card to someone. And plan an activity for a group you work with. And then the action for that day is smile, smile, smile. And all of these things are very simple, easy to do. And we could think of the difference they could make, well, not just in another person's life, but in our doing it for someone. It changes us, absolutely, right? And we become better. We're reaching higher. Absolutely. Again, I may have told you the original story of how I believe I survived an extremely abusive childhood, which was when I was 11, people surrounding a household where abuse is going on understand that, you know, they know that's there. And a neighbor took me to the Red Cross and got me signed up as a junior Red Cross volunteer. And so when I was 11, I started volunteering at the Red Cross. And for the first time ever, Kate, I was appreciated. All of a sudden, people were thanking me and saying nice things to me and appreciated. I had never had any of those things said to me before in my childhood. And I continued to be a one-on-one volunteer in my life, no matter what, when I was in corporate America, all the years that I was even doing my program, which is about sending messages out in the community or like sending messages out with a book, I still keep my one-on-one contact with individual volunteering because every time I spend a few hours volunteering, I come away from the encounter hoping that the person that I have helped has gotten as much out of the experience as I did. In other words, I know that the act of helping others does more for the person, or at least as much for the person who does the helping. 
as it does for the person who's been helped. Oh, yes, exactly. And we have only then to try it if we don't believe it and realize just how amazing that is. You know, you come away from it and you just feel so good about the way you spent those few hours. And you've interacted with people when you're doing it one-on-one, which we haven't had been able to do much in the last few years. Now it's coming back. But, you know, the smiles, the appreciation you receive, it's like being a movie star for two hours because you have been in a position to help others. And you one-on-one get that feeling of accomplishment and fulfillment and contentment, knowing that you matter, that you as a person have value, and that you have the power to do good, even with just a few hours of your life. Actually, I call it your 1440 power. Do you know what that is? Yes. It comes up again in this chapter, in the June chapter. So what is the 1440? It's the number of minutes every single one of us has in a day. No one on earth has one minute more than you do in a day. Bigger bank account, you know, they may have more of something else, but they do not have a single minute more than you do in a 24-hour day. And so, therefore, that reminds each of us that we have 1,440 minutes in a day. And Certainly, we can spread some good cheer. We can do some good for another person and bring contentment to our own life with a small part of that time. And that is a way to reach higher because that is not divisive. That's rising above the division. And I think given the divisive nature of our times, it's a sort of a twist on a way to interpret this book. It wasn't the interpretation I intended when I wrote the book. But I think it's an important interpretation for us to take away as a meaning to rise above the differences, especially at this point in America. And that just underscores how the book is thus timeless, because it yes. everything here adapts to the situations that we are in and totally supports and helps us to move forward with all the quotes and the little stories. It just one minute affirmations for each day just really does so much for us and makes it really, if we are looking for something to be easy, we have the game plan here and then we put our personal twist on it. Absolutely. I mean, it would be wonderful. I know you don't have a feedback show, but my partner and I on the webinar just did a survey of his followers on how people are feeling about the state of America right now. And the number of people who are extremely concerned about the issue of division and turning into rage and anger and even murder. Young children have recently been murdered. I mean, you can't go to a grocery store or be in school without the possibility of somebody going crazy and coming in and murdering. So, you know, the idea that if you really care about that, and our, this research we've just completed shows like 95% of the people are really worried about that. So I say back to these people, are you willing, it's not going to trickle down. You know, unity in solving this problem isn't going to trickle down from some government law. It's got to trickle up by us as a population of people changing our perspectives, going back to our early conversation, 
on how we view ourselves as Americans. So the unity and, and easing the hostility and the division has to come from us as individuals. And you, audience member, are an individual. So are you willing to spend one minute of your 1,040 minutes in a day, one minute focusing on a day, focusing on these 12 habits and improving the practice of those habits in your own life, knowing that other people are going to start doing the same thing and collectively as a society, we can uplift ourselves. That's what I'm asking your audience to do. And that is what it's going to take. It will then become this tidal wave of positive yes. good change. By right, yes, and it can be as little as this one minute a day, and then we can see that it's going to become a habit. We want more than a minute a day, and and that's where this all grows and really becomes a movement. It becomes the way of life. That's the whole idea. I mean, if you look at any one of the 12 habits, help be, lend a hand, be appreciative, you count, resolve conflicts, this month reach higher. Every single one of these are values that 99% of Americans want in their lives. But then they get up in the morning and it goes off track, not entirely by their own actions, actions around them, people around them, they run into difficult people. I've actually had four or five situations in the last few days that were sort of difficult. Like I was in line to get gas because it's heading into a holiday weekend. So I was at one pump and the pump ahead of me didn't have anybody in it, but I was behind a car that was finishing up. Well, I had an appointment in 10 minutes and I needed to leave. And I sort of leaned out ahead of my car and I said, I hope you're not going to do this to me. I had to rise above it. I had to reach to my higher self. You know, you don't know what's happening in people's lives. Maybe she had a bigger emergency than I did. And so I had to wait a little while while hers finished because mine already was. But I managed to get to what I needed to do in time and all went well. That's another way of looking at rising above and reaching higher. And having that consideration, thinking beyond what is there that rudeness, that self-centeredness, why it's there, but we're coming back to graciousness again and yes. being able to to rise above that. And sadly, too many in our world are just kind of spitfires and don't want to do that. So those of us who have this awareness do what we need to do. And my trust is that that kind of energy is going to really be stronger and overcome the other. Well, I'm a human being, Kate. There was no conflict. There was no problem. I really believe that I've gotten that good at it because I have been doing this all these years. Yes, that practice makes a huge world of difference. And the thing is, we have that opportunity. There's a choice involved in it, too, how we react. But it's building up that kind of experience within ourselves to make a good and healthy choice. This month of June is a great month to be practicing good things for ourselves and for our world. Well, actually, you have to have a little fun with it, too. 
So again, anyone in your audience who's gotten my book, The Habits of Unity, if you look at June 23rd, read June 23rd. Today, I discover my habit to reach higher. Be adventurous. Take today off. Big blank. That's not written there. There's a big <laughs> space. The Forget to open your emails and messages today. They can wait. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't that the truth? Priorities. Yes. I think somewhere in there I suggest having dessert first for a meal. Yes, <laughs> exactly. There. Be adventurous. Retire, but also always have fun. I am a huge believer in humor. I'm asking your audience to go to the website, 12habitsforallofus.org. The 12 and the 4 are numbers. So someone can get it all there. You are giving this amazing gift. All of the right. information is right there on the website. And so there is no excuse, none at all, right. not to be involved. Or if they can keep listening to your program every month, because right now we're starting into June. All your audience now knows that June is retire. So everyone in your audience can commit to spending a minute a day thinking about that topic and thinking about a way to enact it in their own life. And then they can wait to find out what the next month is by listening to your next program. Yes. So we are making our date for July. But right, right. now, let's live each day to the max reaching higher and higher. Right. Well, Elaine Park, as always, it's such an inspiration to connect with you, to hear what you're doing, your encouragement and enthusiasm and desire needs to be the desire of all of us to make our world a better place. <laughs> 